Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Bare Necessities podcast, officially a top 100 podcast for football in Sweden. <laughs> that, that is incredible. And you know what? I honestly feel honored. Um, not really Swedish. I think I got like a, a little piece of Finnish in me. So the, the Nordic pride in me is just spilling out, man. I can't believe it. See, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I mean, it's amazing how much I learned about our podcast just from random advertisers sending us messages. Uh, that seems to, there'll be, there'll be some times where it's like, hey, you guys have a 5.0 rating. Did you know that? I'm like, no, <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> and, and now I do. So thank you so much for that. Um, but and also thank you to everyone in Sweden that's listening. Like, God really, damn, like y'all are really coming in clutch, especially to push us up that high i mean it's probably a niche market in sweden but hey we're killing it yeah i i kind of figured when we started this podcast that i'd have a hard enough time convincing my own family to listen to us speak for an hour and a half it's kind of crazy that people over multiple countries are willing to do that yeah honestly damn an hour and a half yeah if we if we started recording an hour and a half podcast we'd put everyone to sleep for sure yeah, I mean, that, that'd be tough to keep the energy going. <laughs> definitely. And uh, yeah, we we have, you know, audience all over the world at this point. I'm actually looking at some of our, you know, statistics, too. We got people in France. Thank you uh, to our French listeners. Got people in the United Kingdom. We got some people in Russia. We got South Africa. We even got some Brazilian listeners, it looks like. Uh, you know, some Canadian listeners. Thank you to all of our multi- national listeners uh 47 downloads in in ireland this past past month so that's also you know really impressive so really thank you guys so much that's it's really crazy to think and we appreciate it it's, it's crazy how you know the nfl has such a far reach at this point that there's people all over the world just listening to a chicago bears podcast uh something that's you know area specific to chicago but at the same time has you know grown such a large fan base in all these other countries i think it's amazing yeah no quit no kidding no question i think that the nfl has really pushed for that and i think that it's really just kind of the way it's sports in general i mean you know of course like soccer or you know as all our countries call it football has always been like the biggest worldwide sport but it just seems like every sport really has a lot more exposure just because of just how international everything is, how globalized everything is these days. And, you know, the NFL is, it's a powerful brand. Um, it's very distinguishable. And I think that, you know, the NFL and the NBA, especially, they really, really do well at kind of promoting their brand overseas. Yeah, they definitely do. So thank you guys again so much for all of our listeners Everyone that, you know, leaves us ratings and reviews, we appreciate you guys tremendously as well. I mean, that's what really, you know, helps the podcast going. I think after the previous episode, we had an additional three ratings go. And especially people who have left us actually written uh, ratings and reviews, that helps us even more. Um, to the point that at this point, we really like have, have grown up a pretty, you know, significant fan base on the podcast platform as well you know we, we do we do a lot of numbers on youtube um but you know podcast numbers as well that's great yeah absolutely i think that almost more than anything that's more encouraging because that's really kind of where our roots are at mm -hmm. kind of originally what we intended this to be and everything on youtube it to me is an added bonus and it's been really the main driver of growth for us but 
you know, to able to see that podcast, it really grows a lot more linearly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, kind of grows that slow and steady rate, and it's always just encouraging to go from the point where we were pretty psyched about getting seventy downloads to now us getting like a hundred and fifty downloads in like four days is mm-hmm. not really anything crazy. So, yeah, thank uh, can't really thank y'all enough for that. And hey, if you know anybody, know any of your friends or family who like Bears podcasts, send us to them as well. Uh, we, we'd love to have more listeners. Again, the podcast. We're your favorite Bears podcasters, favorite Bears podcast. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. We're we're podcast podcaster guys. Uh, you know, we're still trying to figure out each of our titles, but uh, you know, eventually the intros will include that as well. Uh, other than that, Reese, how's your how's your week going? I mean, this has been a pretty you know, low flying week for NFL news. Um, you know, not that anybody cares about you or I, but you know, we might as well get a little bit of this in to fill some time. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's been a, a good busy week. Um, I won't get into it too much, but as far as, you know, recently getting into a, a like a career change or, a, you know, starting a mm-hmm. career, um, has been something that's taken up a lot of my time, but fortunately it also has, I guess giving me a little bit more predictability as well as far as kind of knowing that really around this time every night I'm usually pretty free and maybe some nights I'm just exhausted but at least I do know that what my schedule looks like so See, yeah and, it's been a, a big perk and I, I can't wait to graduate for that exact same reason because it, listen in some of our comments we get all the time like we wish that this was a podcast that happened multiple times a week and honestly, we wish that we could bring you guys more content uh, than we do a week. I'm, you know, currently in school. I have a job and I run this podcast. Uh, and I also have a girlfriend that I have to make somewhat happy. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, but no, that's, that's just my Only free somewhat. time. Yeah. Yeah. Somewhat happy. You know, um, we, we set the bar real high here at the Bare Necessities uh, podcast network, but no. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, we, I hope that once again, we can move towards that two episodes a week. I know at, for a while we were doing that. And for our podcast listeners who have been with us since we were doing that, thank you so much. Um, we hope to go back to it. But right now uh, with m- handling the multi-platforms and everything, it's for at least the next month, month and a half, it's probably not going to happen. Um, but, you know, we, we are going to be releasing a lot of exclusive content on YouTube as well as the Patreon once that comes up. And then hopefully once we start getting a little bit more money, we can come on and take on an editor to actually help with the workload. And then we can, you know, hopefully double our double or triple our content output. Uh, that, that would really be, you know, the game plan. Yeah. No, hell yeah. I mean, I think that that's a, a big play, a big step in our future. And, you know, I'm really excited to get to that point and it's really not too far off but yeah for for the near moment i will say that you know after a nice long day's work you know the next best thing is popping on iMovie that makes me want to pull my hair out to try to (laughs) try to figure out these youtube videos so yeah and i'm sure you know austin in your case for actually putting together like the video i'm basically just glorifyingly chopping it up and (laughs) making sure that it goes up fine i Um, mean yeah it's tedious yeah (laughs) it it's uh it's it's difficult and you know i'm hoping that we can just completely you know it, hey if you guys have any interest in interning here at you know halstead collective inc uh actually not incorporated just right now uh 
just a name at this point. Uh, if you have any interest in doing that, giving us a couple hours of your week to edit the podcast for us, you can email us at barenecessitiespodcast at gmail.com. Um, we would appreciate that if you're interested. Um, but, you know, it, it's going to be good once we can get that going. But let's go ahead and before we move into all the Bears topics, because as I said, there's not a whole bunch this week, but we do have some very key and important uh, topics coming up, especially when it comes to the NFL draft. Uh, which, you know, at this point, I mean, at the day we're recording this, it's April 1st. Um, you know, at this point, it's 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 this month, you know. It's coming up real quick. Um, and with that, there's a lot of, you know, there's going to be a lot of chatter. There's going to be a lot of rumors. So we really have to prepare for that as well. But what you also have to prepare for is Trevor Lawrence's haircut in your pants. And now a word from our sponsors, Manscaped. With the first pick of the 2021 men's grooming draft, the Ball Saxonville Sagwires select Manscaped, the leaders in below-the-waist grooming. <laughs> Looks like Mel Kuyper gave this an A-plus grade because this pick is a major upgrade for that Bush defense. For all my <laughs> NFL draft fans, we have an exclusive 20% off promo code, Bare Necessities. Make sure you check that out in the description at manscaped.com. Austin, how how is Manscaped, you know, help improve your confidence? Oh, man, I feel like a new man after uh, getting their products. You know, they, they hooked us up with all their tools and formulations. And again, we know that all of our podcast lim- listeners are the alpha males. You know, the YouTubers that listen, you know, the YouTubers are, are YouTube people. You know, they're kind of like the beta males. You guys are the <laughs> alpha males. You know that you need something like this. <laughs> The reason why Manscaped is the guaranteed number one pick is because of performance package. This package is the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. Inside the performance package, you'll find products and liquid formulations that have developed to turn your bathroom into a salon for your balls. This package also includes the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer. Imagine showing up to your post-quarantine date with some nose pubes popping out. Not the best look, fellas. (laughs) (laughs) their performance package comes with the performance boxer briefs and a travel bag for you to use when you're done quarantining and some other liquid formulations like the crop preserver and crop reviver the crop preserver is an anti-chafing ball deodorant that ensures your balls smell amazing the ladies slash ladies in your life will love this they have a ton of other amazing men's hygiene products on their website from disposable mats for your pubes to foot deodorant. Don't want any stinky feet. I know, Reese, you said you had a little issue with that. Uh, so, I mean, Manscaped, he, they, they, they hook you up. Oh, Get yeah. 20% <laughs> off and free shipping with code Bare Necessities. No space. Check the description at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code Bare Necessities. It's time to upgrade that defense with Manscaped. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I don't know. Maybe maybe our our listening base are very very hairy individuals. And we're just <laughs> we hit the perfect market, you know, just by happenstance. See, I'm interested to know what the next stage of this ad read is going to be after the draft. You know, how how is this going to develop? How, this plot continues to thicken. You know, we went from you know talking about just you know shaving to Trevor Lawrence's hair in your pants. What's the next step? You know. Right, is it gonna be is it gonna be Ryan, Ryan Fitzpatrick's beard 
<laughs> like, like, like what? What's that? What's that next step? Uh, but you know, Will Ryan Fitzpatrick be starting in the second, third, and fourth quarter of the first preseason game. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, the, that's what's funny about working with a uh, a company like Manscaped is that they never they never leave you with a shortage of you know comical material to be putting out uh, and i really appreciate that again uh, as we've always said we thank everyone who actually goes there and checks that out uh financially supports the podcast you guys have actually been killing it with that uh so we would appreciate it if you continue to do that you know i know they got some you know like deodorant and or actually i think they have um cologne excuse me and I, i'm really interested in trying that out you know everything that i've tried so far for them has been really good um, again, I always rave about the underwear. I think that's awesome. Uh, you know, lawnmower 3.0, really good as well. Uh, those have really the, been the centerpiece. It's yeah. the centerpiece, you know? Yeah. You know, the, it's, 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 it's dock, that dock charger, you know, <laughs> yeah, you live in elite, man. You walk into that bathroom, you feel like a hundred bucks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we really appreciate everyone who actually checks them out. Obviously financially supports the podcast and is going to help us in the future, bring you guys better content uh but yeah let's go ahead and move on to the actual football topics our listeners are tired of hearing us talk about random nonsense for you know 20 minutes an episode uh kyle trask uh he was working out with andy dalton i don't know where he was working out with him at but apparently they're extra they're you know training together pretty much so a lot of bears fans are like oh you know maybe kyle trask is you know the guy in my opinion, I don't know if it necessarily signifies that much. Personally, I think that Kyle Trask probably sees Andy Dalton and is like, they're kind of similar players, you know? They kind of make sense to train like together. Like a father. Like, <laughs> like, honestly, if Kyle Trask had a career like Andy Dalton, he'd probably feel he was pretty successful at this point. Man, I don't know. I'd hope he has a little bit higher ambitions than that. I mean, at least like heading in, if we're checking in at like October, December, like my outlook for Kyle Trask was a lot better, and I still don't think that he's going to be a complete burnout in this mm-hmm. league. Like I, I think he legitimately can be a decent QB. Um, the issue is he's just kind of like he's not as exhilarating, as exciting as some of these other people. Even though he's, I'd say, a very accurate passer. I mean, no mm-hmm. one's really going to quite knock like Mac Jones off that pedestal, but. As far as being able to get close to that kind of ability and accuracy, other than people like Trevor Lawrence, of course, but especially in that mid-round draft grade, like Kyle Trask is easily the most accurate quarterback you're going to get in that possibly like second, third, fourth round. So, see, I could see Trask like I, I honestly think he, I think he can be a starter in this league if things break his way. But I, I definitely have a sense that he's going to be one of these lower tier starters. Um, someone that's not going to really, I, he's not going to be a bust if you draft him, but he's also, I can never, I can never imagine him having, you know, consistent top 10 quarterback years because I just think that he has a very limited ceiling. You know, I think that How about this Joe yeah. Flacco. Yeah. I mean, he, he might be able to put together a couple of seasons like Flacco where they make a couple of runs, but it's like, I don't know, man. Like I, Maybe I'm just personally a little bit down on Kyle Trask right now, especially, I mean, as far as like the the current situation, what he did in that bowl game could not have been worse for him. You know, that really killed him, even though I know a lot of the team was out with COVID um, and everything like that. The other thing is, 
he's been a starter from my understanding he's he never even really started in high school like he he only really became a starter this previous year and he's like he's getting kind of older for a draft pick it's like i don't know man it just gives me bad vibes there's other guys on the board ryan pace is licking his chops (laughs) he's like hell yeah limited starting i love it (laughs) couldn't have asked for anything better (laughs) um I don't know, man. Well, here, let's not even get into if he's a good quarterback or not because we're going to be going over in this episode the non-first-round quarterbacks that are potentially available for the Bears. Um, but do you think him working out with Dalton signifies anything? Personally, I don't think so. Not at all. I mean, these quarterbacks, these college quarterbacks, they're working out with so many experienced people. Um, and usually they're very non-suspecting quarterback, like. Mm-hmm. quarterbacks are former quarterbacks like one of the leading like quarterback coaches out there for a lot of these draft picks is like Trent Dilfer and like you would never mm-hmm. guess it but like it, it's just odd people mm-hmm. um that have a decent amount of experience and you know someone like Andy Dalton isn't you know winning you over with his physical ability but more so what's kept him around in the league and just on NFL teams is his mental ability and just his ability to process the game well, Which is why the, a lot of these quarterbacks are going to work out with people that are kind of at that point, you know? That's the thing is I, I feel like with Dalton, outside of the NFL, and this honestly could go back to why he also was willing to sign a contract with the Bears, I could definitely see him becoming a coach after he after his career ends. Because he seems like yeah. the type of guy that would definitely, you know, like to do that. Um, you know, he's he's renowned for being like a really good leader, uh, kind of, kind of similar to like Nick Foles. <laughs> like it, it's like of the course. same. It's the same situation. He obviously has been a lot more. I mean, I would personally, even though Nick Foles has that Super Bowl, I would say Andy Dalton has been a lot more successful as a quarterback, considering he was a starter for like eight years or something like that with Cincy. And you know, he had a couple of really good seasons. I think it was like twenty. Was it like twenty fifteen that the Bengals were like really good, and then Andy Dalton got injured right before they went to the playoffs. Like yeah, those like prime AJ Green years. Like yeah, it, it's almost hard to remember when the Bengals were actually like formidable. And was that <laughs> when they had Sanu too? They they had like a yeah. bunch. They had like a bunch. Of I names. think they had Sanu. Um, and what's his name? Hill at running back. Uh, and and who else? They Not also, Nixon, but before that, they also had um. They also had another wide receiver. I can't remember his name, but they had another wide receiver at that time that I remember was pretty good. Um, but, yeah, you know, I think that Andy Dalton has a little bit of a better career. And because of that, I think that Andy Dalton definitely could end up becoming a coach in this league. You know, it's not – you know, nowadays it seems like the coaching and player – like like players and coaches are kind of developing differently. Like coaches nowadays are seemingly just – you know, bred coaches almost like they're not former players anymore. Um, You know, I think there's something to be said about like it when you aren't as like physically talented, you kind of focus more, I guess, on learning the fundamentals. So I'm sure that is what plays into it. Why we don't see so many former players anymore. I mean, I don't really know if anybody that anybody in my recent memory has became a coach worth mentioning in the NFL the the one dude that's on the Cowboys as the offensive coordinator, what's his name? He was a backup quarterback. Byron Leftwich. 
Uh, no, Byron Leftwich, which uh, doesn't isn't on the isn't for the Cowboys anymore. I, but I, he, I took my I took my earbud out, so I didn't even hear what you had said. But I was thinking about <laughs> former players that were oh, that no, are no, now no. coaches, and he was no, like the no, first no. person that popped in my mind. Kellen Moore, Kellen Moore, he's the Cowboys' oh my God, offensive dude, coordinator yeah. now. So like of that, Boise State fame. <laughs> yeah, that's really like the only. That that's really at this point the only like. Um, name worth mentioning it's funny to me how the media you know the NFL media always like hypes up players when they're working out together you know their social media pages I remember one year Mitch Trubisky this is this is so laughable nowadays and this will go down in history uh, for the Bears but there was the media was making a big deal that Mitchell Trubisky was living with Jared Goff in his home in LA and practicing every day uh, and uh, I guess that kind of showed considering he took a massive regression that <laughs> next year yeah incredible man honestly yeah you, you live with someone you become a lot more like them and uh there you go man i mean that man that that's such an awful person to be like trying to learn from honestly yeah i don't know how that got all set up but god that was terrible at least hey at least the bears didn't sign trubisky to a deal like golf got from the rams we can at least be happy about that um but, you know, yeah, let's go ahead and move on, I think, unless you have any final comments there. None. None? Okay. <laughs> the Miami Dolphins, as I predicted, they traded out of the third overall pick. You know, I got to, you know, push myself up there, inflate my ego a little bit. I was talking about that on the last podcast, how I didn't think Miami was going to pick there. I mentioned it a couple times in the past. Uh, you know, it's just, just so everyone knows before we move on. Uh, How many times do you want to acknowledge it? (laughs) Well, I, you know, I said it multiple times in the past. So I think everyone already knows. And especially with me referencing it now, I just wanted to make sure that everyone was clear on this before we moved forward that, yes, I said this multiple times in the past. Yeah, not the first time we've predicted the future here on this podcast. Hey. We're basically like the Simpsons of football podcast. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I guess we are. We we can get the whole little cloud intro and everything on the YouTube or whatever. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, anyways, let's keep track here. The Miami Dolphins, our listeners are like, damn, these guys are really trying to fill space here. How many, you know, how <laughs> what are they doing? Just uh, cracking jokes all day. Yeah, they're like, just shut up. Uh, the Miami Dolphins, they trade uh, their pick to San Francisco for three first-round picks. So San Francisco goes from 12 to 3, an increase in nine picks. And, uh, man, that's that's pretty. That's going to play pretty bad into the Bears' favor because now we're looking at quarterbacks going 1, 2, and 3. It's... It, it, it's some, you know, a lot of people are saying that they might be going up there for Mac Jones because of the system fit. If that's true, like... Unbelievable. That, yeah, that's kind of insane. Like, uh, you know, there, people are saying there's like a double standard with Mac Jones and like Joe Burrow. They're like, oh, they both have like amazing teams around. I'm like, oh. you know, Mac... It, no, there is. There's a bit of a double standard, but at the same time... It's okay to do that. <laughs> yeah. It's okay to have to like when you're weighing in some of like these quarterback prospects, 
so much of it is judgmental. I mean, you're mm-hmm. being fed right from the start, like who are the top quarterbacks, mm-hmm. and then you you know deeper dive and analyze. So much of it is subjective right from the moment. And if someone didn't tell you who like the top five quarterbacks were, I bet you your list would look totally different if you yeah. actually like watched your own film and put it together. For sure, it's so subjective. Here's the one thing I can't stand though. I I truthfully believe that I kind of believe. God. Here's the thing is that San Francisco kind of has this like infatuation with quarterbacks that are like Jimmy Garoppolo and Kirk Cousins. I mean, we we remembered so like I don't know how much you vividly remember this, but everyone for like three years straight was talking about how much Kyle Shanahan wanted Kirk Cousins to be on the San Francisco 49ers like for like three years straight. And when you look at Mac Jones, he kind of fits into that mold, especially when you like compare these guys at that, you know, when they're in college, Uh, you know, Mac Jones, he's probably got the best accuracy out of this class, but definitely not the electric playmaker that guys like Trevor Lawrence and Zach Wilson are, uh, or even Justin Fields too. It seems like Justin Fields is probably going to fall, which is kind of crazy at this point, because as you were saying, what was being fed to us a couple months ago, I like people were saying that Justin Fields is like, yeah, for sure. He's two. We already know one and two, but then once, you know, Mac Jones started or Mac Jones started playing well, once uh, guys like Zach Wilson started playing well, Trey Lance, you know, his hype kind of came up. It seems like the guy who is really going to get the, 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 you know, the terrible deal here is going to be Justin Fields because, you know, people are talking about Trey Lance really well. Uh, saying they were, I mean, it's pretty, you can see the comparison where a lot of analysts say he looks like McNabb uh, when he, when he was playing and just the way he throws the ball, how good he is at moving. Um, you know, when you got guys are like, people are saying Zach Wilson's like Aaron Rodgers, you know, people, which, you know, obviously is, <laughs> we can get all into these draft comparisons about how they set up expectations way too high for fans, but it is what it is. And like Trevor Lawrence is like Andrew Luck. And then it's like Justin Fields. People don't really know exactly where he's going to go. And if and, the if, if I was the Bears, I'd be eyeing this situation from a mile away. People are saying that he might even go further than what fans are saying, which means there's a chance he could slip past ten. And, and like the last time a quarterback that had a pretty high grade didn't have any like kind of comparison to him was Mahomes, because <laughs> yeah. no one could find a quarterback to compare him to. The comparisons are sickening. And it really does set them up to be, like, doomed to fail, you know? Mm-hmm. You start setting it up. You say Zach Wilson's going to be like Aaron Rodgers. Like, the likelihood of that is Next very small. Could Like, it, he could possibly get to that level. He has a lot of talent, and I don't know if I exactly, like, agree with the comparison It's the play. Directly. It's like the off-schedule playmaking that I think a lot of people... Yeah. And he's not like a super the big creativity, dude either. You know. Yeah, the creativity, the you know the different arm angles, like it, it makes sense but, where people are getting the comparison. And what fans need to understand is that it's a comparison of like style, not actual like performance. Because a lot of people gave Mitchell Trubisky that Aaron Rodgers, uh, that Aaron Rodgers label as well, and clearly that did not turn out that way. Um, what but, are you saying? <laughs> yeah. But like Trey Lance, like 
And the other thing is so many guys now are getting compared to Patrick Mahomes. I just think we 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 need to stop talking about a Patrick Mahomes comparison on this podcast. Like that is officially barred from this podcast because the only Patrick Mahomes that has ever been is Patrick Mahomes. You know, like he is literally the biggest anomaly in football ever. And a lot of that has to do with the place he landed. Like there's so many factors. Like he got extremely lucky and he also had a ton of extremely great talents. So we, we got to get rid of that idea that these guys are like Patrick Mahomes, right? Cause it's it just, it's not very valuable. The thing that I like to see with Justin Fields is, I mean, Benjamin Albright said that a lot of his grades are different across the board for NFL teams. I would love if the bears could end up trading up and getting him. Um, especially cause I think that could be a great deal. And his biggest comparison that I hear from a lot of people and a lot of people that I trust personally is Deshaun Watson. And you can see it because he doesn't, you know, he's going to take the sacks. He's got some, you know, sometimes he holds on the ball too long, but at the same time, the way Ohio state runs this offense, it's like their wide receiver reads, you know, that, that takes, that's difficult. That places a lot of pressure on the quarterback. And Urban Meyer, the way he specifically recruits, he he says that he only recruits players that he views have a like really big heart for the game and really want to be winners. So, you know, if he has those traits, that I would be I'd be happy with that. <laughs> Uh, that's enough about Urban Meyer on the podcast. Too. You, you can ban Patrick Mahomes talk. I'll ban Urban Meyer talk. Um, <laughs> well, he's a coach least, of an NFL franchise now, so that's going to be kind of hard. <laughs> yeah, but you're retroactively going back to Ohio State. Okay. Bleh. Okay. But um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's whatever. We can talk about Urban Meyer. I don't care. He'll probably flame out in a couple of years. So, <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different topic. <laughs> yeah, that's a whole different but topic. But real, yeah, real I think quick, Justin Fields. What, I mean, what a trade for Miami, though. Too. What a trade for Miami, too. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. No, Miami's killing it. Miami, they're positioning themselves very well. I mean, they could be a, a real competitor, especially with the way that division is going too, because the Bills are looking good. Mm-hmm. But the Bills could be one of those teams that just have a very small window right now. And in Miami, if they're actually building for long-term success, they could really run that division um, in the coming years, to be honest with you. So I agree. I think it's a great trade. I think Justin Fields, I mean, look at that throw that he made the other day. Like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like, you, I mean, not to just make a, a decision off of one throw, but, I mean, that that kind of throw would make people go crazy 10 years ago, mm-hmm. watching that kind of arm strength, that kind of ability. Um, it's just kind of like the lens where people examine quarterbacks has really changed. Uh, and yeah, I think Deshaun Watson is not a bad comp for him if we're going to have to force a comparison. Because mm-hmm. very He's much like so, I think bigger... when you said holding, holding on to the ball too long, yeah, it happens to him. Um, and like you said, maybe some of that's attributed to you know what happened in the system at Ohio State. Fair enough. But I think that the ability he is creative himself, like Deshaun Watson is... Um, a lot of the same ability to really, you know, complete the ball both long and like mid range, which is really kind of what separates them. I think Mm -hmm. Justin Fields has a decent mid range touch. The thing that concerns me, I feel sometimes oddly bad at short passes sometimes. Yeah. That's which is weird, but, and God, yeah, I, I think that what makes it up is just how deadly he is downfield. Like that's what I love about 
you know, Fields and something we saw to Watson as well is that they were prolific at pushing the ball downfield. Like they might, you know, miss a couple of the short range passes. Things might not always be pretty, but the one thing that they will always have on their side is their deep accuracy. I mean, if we go back to the Clemson game with Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence, how many damn times did Justin Fields hit that deep pass? And sometimes they're like, sometimes he was throwing it from like the 20 yard line all the way down the field to the end zone. Like he has insane arm strength. His intangibles are out of this world, you know, as a player. I think the one thing that people don't like, which, you know, it's, it's weird. I feel like there's a double standard with quarterbacks compared to other players is like, he's not super media trained, you know, like he, he is more of a quiet dude and he's not like super like into like pleasing the media. And I think people like fans get like a bad vibe from it. I saw on, on a Twitter this week, there was like a, there was like a whole section of people saying that he doesn't have heart for the game and that just isn't true. And Benjamin Albright came out and said that teams have never questioned that and he wouldn't be playing under Urban Meyer's scheme if that was the case. Um, and and or it's just, it, it's one of those things where I feel like, you know, guys like Khalil Mack, Khalil Mack does not like talking to the media at all. You know, he does not like talking to the media. But because Justin Fields plays that quarterback position, and I think also because he's in college, people just have this like double standard for him. Um, you know, I I think that Justin Fields could be like, Hey, if we walk out of the draft with Justin Fields as our quarterback, I'm going to be a happy man. Yeah. No, I mean, I think that I'm sure there'd be some pushback from some people, but I think if the Bears do end up nabbing one of these first-round grade quarterbacks, people are going to be relatively surprised. I think I'm kind of there, too, at this point. I don't think the Bears are going to draft a quarterback first round, to be honest with you. I I think you're, you're a little bit different than me. But with that 20th pick and with the trades that have happened, I think they're almost shut out of it. I think that they they would have had to made a move earlier on, and now they're kind of locked in there, and they're best off probably picking. You know, I really, I really wouldn't mind a Christian Darisaw pick there if possible. I know a lot of people have said like a Tooney at that pick, which I like Tooney, and I think that adding to that wide receiver group is is a smart idea, but. Yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Tough to go between a wide receiver and, yeah. you know, a, a good tackle there is tough. But, yeah, as far as when it gets to, you know, if the Bears are going to draft a quarterback first round, I don't think so. When it comes to drafting them later on, and we're going to get to it when we're talking about some of these mid-round quarterbacks, I think the, the reason why I've been hearing so much media about it is because it seems logical. And I actually do think that they will go after someone, um, Yeah, you know, whether it is one of these Mons or something like that. I know it's not what you want to hear, but yeah, I just don't think that unless it's like a Justin Fields on a fall, let's say mm-hmm. Fields falls out of the top 10, maybe, maybe they make a move for it. Here's the but, thing is I would have trouble seeing Fields like even getting past like, God, it's like you, it's just so hard to tell because like what's Atlanta thinking about doing? Are they, do they think they're going to be drafting a quarterback? I, there's a real chance that they do. So then it's like, our quarterbacks going one, two, three, four, and then you have one guy left over. Who's the odd man out to start with? Is it going to be? 
I mean, at this point, it seems like it's either going to be Fields or uh, Mac Jones, you know? And, and it's I could, like I could see Atlanta picking Mac Jones, honestly. It's just it, it's it's so hard at this point seeing how it's going to play out because then it's like if you're the Bears, do you look to trade up to five? What will that take? What will it take to get from 20 to five? It's not going to take anywhere I don't think, honestly, it will take as much to get to 20 to 5 as it took to get 12 to 3. Because now at that point, if you're at 5, you're probably picking the last quarterback in the first round. At that point, you know, you're pro- so it you probably you mu- you will probably still need to give up one first round pick, one second round pick or two first round picks. Whatever, I, but it, let me say yeah, yeah. Let me just say this though. Yeah, has the price for these quarterbacks just gotten too high though? Like mm. I know the Bears desperately need a quarterback, but it, isn't this just a little bit ridiculous? I mean, this quarterback class is good, but it's not. It's not that good. It's not that good where the top five quarterbacks need to go one, two, three, four, five. Like I, oh man, I'd be really hard pressed for that to be really validated. To mm. be honest, and. It has nothing impact about the Bears. I'm just kind of making a general comment there, but no, I think as far point. as what you're talking about with the trade, I think that it'd at least be two first, and then maybe some player comp, depending on what player you gave up. So I don't think it'd be as bad. But I'd be looking at the Bengals. I I think that five moving up 15 spots. I think that's going to take a first rounder and some change. You know, I I really I don't think it's going to take as much as people think because at the end of the day, draft picks, people are going to say, oh, well, it took, you know, San Francisco so much to get up nine draft picks. At the end of the day, the draft is about players. So it didn't take San Francisco to get up to nine draft picks, three first round picks. It took San Francisco to get the third quarterback of choice, essentially moving up that amount of three first round picks is essentially what it took. So. You know, I, you know, I think you're kind of right. As we continue to get closer to this, even though, man, I've just I've been saying that the Bears need to draft a first round quarterback for two years at this point. Like I, I was even thinking that the Bears should last year consider trading up and trying to get someone like a Jordan Love at the end of the last draft. Um, but it's like I just I don't know, man. It, it, it's one of those situations where it's like. If we do get one of these non-first-round quarterbacks, and I guess it's it's one of those things where it's like, how exciting is that? Like, is that really what Ryan Pace is going to be doing? Is that really what he's going to hang his hat on on a season so important? Or does Ryan Pace have a longer time frame than we think? Could he draft a quarterback next year? Like, is he committing to kind of rebuilding, retooling this team and saying, hey, next year this is the option with the, the way Andrew Luck or sorry, Andy Dalton's contract is structured. It's just kind of to me, like, I don't know. I feel, I feel like the, they got to make a move this year, but I guess we're going to have to see. Yeah. We're going to have to see. I mean, do they need to draft a first round quarterback? Yes. Um, I think Can that they, they do. Can they does not seem likely right now. Mm-hmm. And with the Ryan pace thing, how much longer does he have here? Frankly, anyone's guess is as good as what mine is honestly at this point i i wish i could have a little bit more insight on that but 
Yeah, no, crazy time for the Bears. Um, so when when it's crazy and I can't predict, my my default is just think conservative, and I think that that's probably just the likely outcome. But hey, draft day can be a wild one. Uh, make sure you guys keep you know tuning in to us to you know make sure that you're staying plugged in for everything that can happen and. I'm sure Austin and I are going to try to put together something for at least a couple of days of the draft to, mm-hmm. to give you guys some coverage um, and kind of track this whole quarterback situation as it evolves. And I guess we, we kind of are referencing the segment that we were talking about in the past as if we think the Bears don't go. Like, do the Bears really have the quarter balls to not go quarterback in round one? You know? Uh, and, you know, I think that... At this point, it's they might it just might be out of their control, and if they don't go quarterback, do you think they're like? Do you, do you think like who do you think it is then? Like, uh, would they draft an offensive lineman if they draft an offensive lineman? While I get we need offensive line, it's kind of going to be like a meh pick. Like I have a feeling that if they don't go really? quarterback, yeah, like I think it's the easy pick, but at that point when you when you're going into a season with Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback, you almost need to add a little bit of flair on whatever pick you, you get in the first round. Something to sell into the Raiders trap, bro. You're falling into the Raiders trap where they're like, you know what sounds good this year? Another wide receiver. (laughs) Who's the fastest one? (laughs) We'll take them. I mean, literally, I, but I agree with you. Imagine, imagine Andy Andy Dalton needs all the help he can get. But I also believe that starts with the offensive line too. Cause trust me, this season Mm -hmm. can be a real, once again, (laughs) almost want them to lose so that they can eventually get a good first round quarterback but the quarterbacks in 2022 are pretty good too from a watching standpoint for next year it's gonna be painful to watch (laughs) if Andy Dalton is getting continually sacked because he's not very mobile and this team still did basically nothing to the offensive line so that, that's just what I'll do say. you think there's any chance they go defense because here here's the thing is like while I think that fans would be furious because we've had an elite de- we had an elite defense at one point it didn't really yield us the best results and I think that we still have a really good defense and I think we have a lot of young players blooming but I think there's a possibility with the way that these quarterbacks are going to go off the board that we could be sitting there and a guy like Jalen Waddle might fall at wide receiver for the Bears. Or maybe even a guy like Micah Parsons from Penn State who is just an insane athlete, but he's a defensive player. I think that playmaker could be on the board there. You know, I think that they, they could be trying to replicate that Dallas Cowboys strategy where they just keep adding weapons. And honestly... While I agree that... How's like, that working for them boys? <laughs> well, I mean, they had Andy I Dalton mean, at quarterback last year, so... <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Case in point, huh? <laughs> but, but dude, honestly, if they draft a defensive player, like, in this first round, I'm just going to be like, Lily, I think Ryan Pace is just scared to draft offense. Like, he's, <laughs> he's like, like, my comfort I zone is defense, and done. I'm sticking with it. <laughs> he's like, we are, we are done playing offense period <laughs> we're gonna have khalil mack throwing our passes next year 
that's Wildcat with Cleo Mack is the <laughs> is the person on the center. Imagine Yikes. Khalil Mack just goes out there and throws like forty touchdowns. Wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> Quarterback issue solved. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. Um but God, I mean, I would be if there's a good offensive line here's here's the real play. Here's the real play, and I think that the Dolphins might have already understood this. I think the Dolphins could still get Sewell, Penny Sewell, like at where they just traded down to. And I think that's the player they were going to draft anyway at three, right? I think I really believe that they are probably going to go with that pick because he's just such an insane athlete at that position, and he does have a good amount of polish. But if they don't, the Bears trading up for Penny Suell would be a would be a would be a move. That'd be a pretty good move. Yeah, no, I like Penny Suell a lot. And if that works out for the Dolphins, that was magical. Like if they were able to move down, and get all that capital, and, and get the player that they wanted, and someone that I think is going to be a great add for whatever team that he ends up on, um, which includes the Bears, if they you know traded up for him, that'd be would be great. I, I do think that. Sometimes it can be tough to kind of gauge if they're like going to be like that franchise tackle or whatever. So I'm not going to stick that label on mm-hmm. him, but definitely seems like someone who could be in the le- around in the league for a very solid number of years. And here's the thing with the Bears: I almost would wouldn't be too upset if they don't find a quarterback if they actually trade out of the first round. And one thing that I would look at is maybe the Jacksonville Jaguars and getting one of their top second round picks because I can tell you right now the value difference between the players in like, you know, between kind of like 17 to 32 in the first round and the high second round picks at like in this draft is like nothing. So they might be able to trade back into the second round and pick up a first round pick for next year. And then they'll have two first round picks. If they don't have, if they're not drafting a quarterback, you know, they they can use that to package it to maybe get up higher in the draft to get a quarterback next year. I, if if we can't get that quarterback, I wouldn't be too upset about that because I, I really think the real value in this draft is high second round. Yeah. No, yeah. Imagine high second adding round like Etienne, Travis Etienne, like in the top of the second. That'd be a pretty nice pickup. Yeah, absolutely. I I think that second round is sometimes there's a few like bad picks made there, just off like people that are really kind of have like a lot of speculative potential um, that don't end up working out. But at the same time, I mean, damn. I, well, Jalen Johnson wasn't necessarily a high second round, but you know, kind of look at where you know the Bears were picking last year in the second round and kind of the quality of players that they got out of there worked out pretty well for him and at least for the track record that pace has drafting in the first round nah you couldn't be too mad if they end up trading down out of it just be like, okay he spared us a, a wasted pick i guess it's funny i have <laughs> a know? i have a buddy of mine uh out here in la and he he's he's a bears fan as well and uh he is like legitimately convinced that the bears should just take their first round pick and turn it into as many third and fourth round picks as possible and he's like he's like look at he's like look at the the way ryan pace is hitting on these third and fourth round guys fifth round guys you might as well pick up 10 of those for your first round pick and just go at it and you know at this point i don't even have a valid argument to make with him because i'm like 
he's right. All of Ryan Pace's like third and fourth round picks have been better than his first round picks, with the exception of Kevin White. <laughs> or sorry, not Kevin White. Jeez, with the exception yeah. of <laughs> with the exception Roquan. of Roquan. Yeah, but. Kevin White's like the case in point. Yeah, yeah, case in point, Kevin White. But let's go ahead and move on. We said we were not. We're going to stop talking about these first-round quarterbacks. Uh, let's talk about first Kellen Mond. We're going to be talking about non-first-round quarterbacks in a minute, but specifically Kellen Mond. Patrick Finley asked him about the Bears at his Pro Day media session, and he said, I've had a lot of interactions with the Bears, and I definitely see a connection. I don't want to say any names, but I'm definitely excited, especially them being able to watch me in person. What What would you think of Kellen Mond? It seems like the Bears are definitely interested in him. Uh, he would be probably, you know, I think that his true value is probably like a third round pick, but in, in honestly, I can see him going in the second round um, because of the mm-hmm. way these the, there's going to be a run on quarterbacks here. Uh, what what do you think about him? I like his game. Um, you know, of course, I'd say the reason why he's not a first round grade is just because he's not fully polished. Um, you know, his passing is not amazing, but at the same time, mm-hmm. he counters that with his ability to move um, some of that creative work. You know, he's not the next Aaron Rodgers, but his ability to kind of innovate within a play is is nice to see worked out of an interesting scheme with jimbo fisher at texas a&m which is kind of interesting to note uh, a little bit different than others so it it almost it makes him kind of a little bit hard to gauge similarly to a justin fields where people think he holds on to the ball too long but maybe you can attribute that to you know kind of the way the offense is run but i think i'm intrigued by kellen mond i think that he's someone that if you sit him a year I think he Mm -hmm. could really, he could take a step up for sure, especially when you start to nail down some of those mechanics that are maybe a little bit questionable. You continue to work on that. You define his footwork and get him ready to play, get his confidence going. And then you also say, hey, like when it gets to the point where you feel like you need to just manipulate the play at hand and just innovate on the fly, then do it. So you kind of just let him to play his strengths, and I think that he's someone that can deliver for you. What's his ceiling? I wish I could tell you. Could he end up being a starter in the league? I wouldn't doubt it. Can he be a franchise quarterback? In my opinion, that's a reach. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing is going out there expecting him to be the starter is a little bit of, yeah, as you said, a little bit of a reach. I I think that Bears fans are going to be pretty upset if they don't see them draft at least a quarterback in this draft. It seems like they have to at this point. And if they're not going in the first round, I mean, Kellen Mond would be up there for me as far as like the yeah. pick because he's one of those quarterbacks. He kind of reminds me, not necessarily completely in his play style, but there, there's some comparisons to Dak Prescott. You know, coming from kind of a B-grade SEC school that has an offense. Obviously, Dak Prescott, coming from Mississippi State, has an offense that doesn't really give you a good look as to how they will perform in a pro-style scheme or a more, you know, traditional or even a traditional scheme or a West Coast offense, whatever it may be. But at the same time, they have these physical abilities that really make them look like they have an opportunity to potentially start in this league. 
I would be. He's like the Jalen Hurts conundrum, you know. Yeah. Can he cut it? Yeah. Can he not? You know, same same idea. But I'm even more confident with Kellen Mond in his passing than I ever was with Jalen Hurts. And if Jalen Hurts That's has fair. the opportunity to make a, a shot at an NFL starting quarterback, I think Kellen Mond deserves that shot because Jalen Hurts. Personally, I'm not that high on him after I saw him. I was actually pretty high on him in the draft for the Bears to draft. But, like, after I saw him, it kind of seems like he's going to be kind of a lagger, you know, kind of like lagging behind the curve of quarterback development. Uh, I don't know. I'm not, I'm, not a huge, I'm not a huge fan of Jalen Hurts, but, you know, I, I view Kellen Mond as having that Dak Prescott potential. I think that he could be a starter in this league if he was given the opportunity to sit. And if the Bears are actually willing to sit him a year so that he could learn Matt Nagy's offense, you know, as far as having the physical intangibles, he has all of that. I mean, I believe, if I remember correctly, he was the top, I don't know if he was the top recruit in 2017 or if he was the top quarterback in 2017. But he he was a well-known high school recruit He's good on his legs. People kind of make fun of him because they say he's got kind of a funky stance when, when he plays. But, I mean, I, who cares? If you, if here's here's Ultimately. the yeah here's the thing if you're in if you're gonna take a quarterback out of the first round you you have to bet on intangibles essentially and he has the intangibles. Yeah. No. I mean, he he definitely does. I think that. The key is what you mentioned is seeing him a year. I think you throw him into the fire year one, you know, good luck. You're going to really possibly cap off his potential, but you let him sit, you let him build, develop, uh, you let him learn behind the red rocket. And, you know, I guess the the sky's the limit, right? <laughs> red rocket to the sky. Sky's the limit. Exactly. And, you know, Andy Dalton, I think that Andy Dalton could afford him the opportunity to actually sit. And again, I, I mentioned the reason why we have Nick Foles on this roster, and it's because if we draft a quarterback, we probably are not going to see them next year. No matter how painful that is, uh, we are not going to see them next year. So, you know, Kevin Mon, honestly, we're going to go through some other names as well, but he's really high up there as far as a quarterback I'd like to see the Bears take. I'm happy they're showing interest in him. Uh, the other guys, I'm going to read off some names. Kyle Trask, we talked a little bit about him. How excited would you be for him to be the Bears quarterback? Personally, I would not be super excited. On a scale of 1 to 10? Yeah. I'll be honest. I'll be honest. I'll, I'll say a 7. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Why? <laughs> Why? Because I have to be real with myself. I have to think that I was giving this man a first-round grade earlier in the True. year. So I have to revisit why I actually thought that that was even possible in the first place. <laughs> True. The thing with Kyle Trask that I like about him is he's aggressive downfield. You know, he his stats yeah. also show up pretty well. He makes some good throws outside the numbers. Um, it's it's a bit of recency bias how how far he has fallen because uh, people were talking about him as a high first round pick potentially um, at the beginning of last year. For me, though, man, I just, like, I, I see the Andy Dalton comparison. Whenever I watch him, I'm just like, this is like watching Andy Dalton. And, and like, specifically Andy Dalton back when he was at, like, TCU. Man, there's a lot, there's a lot of comparisons there, man. And I just, I know, I, again, the comparison is play style, not performance. 
But at the end of the day, I, I view him as someone that has his ceiling really capped off. And if we're going to make a swing for it in, in not in the first round, I, I just I can't bet on a player like that. Uh, the next guy, Jamie Newman, someone who was really considered a potential first round quarterback back when he transferred from Wake Forest. By the way, beautiful school. I don't know if you have you ever been been there, Reese? To Wake Forest? Never, man. Never Dude, even I, been in that state. But, oh, really? North Carolina. Uh, I actually took, uh, back when I was like looking for colleges, I actually took a visit there. That school is a really good school. Uh, I don't know if we have any demon deacons on the podcast, but you guys have a beautiful <laughs> school. Uh, the city of Durham, North Carolina, is pretty terrible, though, so I'm sorry to inform you that. Um, but <laughs> but Jamie, Jamie Newman um, transferred to Georgia. People are like, this is perfect. I was hyped up about him. He was rumored to go maybe even in the second round last year if he would have came out. But he decides to bet on himself, and then something out of his control happens with COVID. The And then he, he decides to you know make the best decision or what he believed the best decision for himself was and opt out. So Jamie Newman ends up going, uh, essentially not playing at Georgia at all. Um, but, you know, he has those intangibles. To me... Jamie Newman, I would be more excited about Jamie Newman than Kyle Trask, even though I think Jamie Newman has his own issues. Um, he reminds me a lot of Teddy Bridgewater, like as far as a play style comparison. And I know that's not like going to excite fans, but the thing that I remember specifically with Teddy Bridgewater back when he was coming out was people were talking about how he wasn't a great deep passer. And that was kind of true with Jamie Newman as well. But he's consistently gotten better at it. He's consistently turned himself from, you know, he was more a runner at Wake Forest to becoming more of a passer now. He's got, you know, the height, intangibles, the arm, the release, you know, he he does a good job. But I don't know, man, the, the lack of play time is also a bit concerning to me. Yeah, the lack of playtime is concerning. I'm with you kind of on the Trask part of it. Like, I think that he's more exciting than Trask. He's a little bit smaller of a figure than someone like Kellen Mond, but brings a little bit kind of the same abilities, at least in being able to bring like that athletic ability to the table as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for the size that he is, has a fairly good arm. So, yeah, I mean, I think that he's someone that, still has more to develop into his quarterback role. So you either take that as a big positive and say, man, he can either look even better than he than we know, or you can say, I don't know, there's a little bit of question you know, question as to how good he could actually be. Maybe he's, you know, like kind of tr- suffers from a little bit of like Trubisky, where it's like, oh, maybe mm. he could, you know, really kind of recede a little bit. So Ultimately, though, when you're taking someone like him, which I think would be a third, third, more than likely, possibly fourth round pick, taking those kind of shots as compared to, say, taking someone second overall, it, it really mm. changes the way you look at that. Yeah. <laughs> no, good. That's, a, that's a very good point. Very spot on. Uh, we already talked about Kellen Mond. I'd be pretty excited for Kellen Mond. I think out of all these guys, I'd probably be the most excited for him. Um, just because I feel like there's upside and un, un, untapped potential there uh, that I don't same you know same with Jamie Newman and maybe I'm a little bit too focusing too much on the upside but you know if we're gonna shoot for a quarterback at least we need to hope that there's something there 
Uh, yeah, and, absolutely. So let's move. Let's move on. Ian Book, uh, Notre Dame. I'll let you start All this right. one off. <laughs> I don't know, man. I mean, I have like really bad bias against Notre Dame, so it's tough for me to judge and like not be to be non-partial. Um, I will say this, you know, as far as Notre Dame quarterbacks go, I think that he did help elevate that team in a lot of ways. I think that, you know, if you took him out and replaced him with the next best guy, I think that there would be a clear drop off. So I think he does elevate the other players around him. I do think that he has a a pretty good skill set. I'm just, I'm not fully buying into his decision making, I guess. Mm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I think that's really kind of where my main concern comes at a little bit. When, when you start to see him play against top competition, he starts to slip up a little bit. So it's just concerning. <laughs> yeah, I can see that as well. I could definitely see that as well. Ian Book, you know, he as far as like the height, weight, intangibles, he, he doesn't have a lot of that. He's a shorter dude. Um, you know, not super sturdy either. Um, but, you know, I, he does make some good throws. I have to say, I have to give him that. He makes some good throws, but... You know, it wouldn't be a super uh, exciting pickup for me. And then the last guy that I have on our list is Davis Mills, quarterback for Stanford. Um, a lot of people were hyping him up for next season, saying that he's a guy to watch that could potentially be a riser into the first round. Um, but it seemed like he was tired of dealing with the COVID football season, so he kind of decided to come out early and go to the draft this year. Uh, you know... I see what people like from him. He does have a lot of good traits. Uh, that being said, I feel like he's one of these guys that people might be talking themselves into a bit. Um, like just, I don't know. I, I think that he's a little overhyped at this point. And I would be intrigued if we landed him, but I wouldn't be super like excited, you know? Yeah, of course I'd be intrigued because we hardly ever draft quarterbacks, so I'll take literally anyone. <laughs> but um, I think with Mills, yeah, I, I agree with you. I, I think that people are talking him up just to get excited about like another quarterback. And, mm-hmm. and I would have liked to seen see more from him because, honestly, I just have a bad taste in my mouth of Sanford quarterbacks after Andrew Luck. Right. Kevin Hogan, like, I mean... <laughs> <laughs> you know, so it's kind of just it, bad taste in my mouth. Maybe it's kind of, you know, caused me to be a little bit biased for him. But, yeah, not someone I'd actually be really that ecstatic about, but probably just more so ecstatic that they brought in a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so out of these guys, who who are your one and two out of non-first-round guys? Mond. For one? Mond's one. Mond is one, clearly. Okay. And then I think that, you know what? Throwing Jamie Newman. Yeah. You know, I was going to say Trask, but I think Jamie Newman, I I like his game, man. I, I think that mm-hmm. there's a lot of uncertainties about him, but there's just, you know, you watch a little bit of that tape. You watch him play at Wake Forest. Not a huge program. He kind of put him on the map for at least a couple games, so I think that he's someone to at least, you know, as draft builds up, if you haven't watched any Jamie Newman tape, go ahead and crack that open and just uh, let yourself see a little, maybe a little bit what you're missing out on. Yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. I'm the same list for me. 
Mondin, Mondin Newman. Uh, if we end up with one of those guys, I'm at least going to have a little bit of intrigue for next season. Uh, really quickly, I'm going to go over some of the cap numbers of uh, the guys that we signed. They were officially released. Cornerback Desmond Trufant gets a one-year $1.075 million contract with no guarantees. Running back Damian Williams gets a one-year $1.5 million contract. Uh, guaranteed with three void years, which kind of just means they can spread out his cap hit if they want to cut him. Uh, Christian Jones gets a one-year $1.2 million cap hit, and then Artie Burns was re-signed for a little bit under $1 million. These are a lot of good value deals, in my opinion. Like Desmond Trufant at $1 million, that's a pretty good value deal in my head. Yeah, no, these... These are all cheap contracts. Really cheap. <laughs> There's really no other way to put it. I mean, these are like bargain deals, not that much more above the veteran minimum. So this is the I clearance mean, section if, at if Marshalls. It, yeah, it's the clearance section at Marshalls. And if you find something that you're going to get more than like one or two wears out of it, it's, <laughs> it's worth it. Right. <laughs> so I think that honestly, you, you get some decent play from some of these players and you're sitting okay. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think if you start putting an unrealistic expectation on what Desmond Trufant can do, you're going to be disappointed. But you keep these cap figures in your head, it's going to keep you pretty grounded as to what you can expect. And anything they do above it is bonus. Am I off? Look at it that way. <laughs> am I off the cuff by saying that Desmond Trufant at $1 million is a better deal than Kyle Fuller at $20 million? You're not off the cuff, but you got to put it in perspective. <laughs> if you, you know, if you're saying Kyle Fuller at twenty million dollars, Desmond Trufant at at one million, what's a better value? Straight up, sure, Desmond Trufant. But when you go, okay, now who do you want to be playing that quarterback one position? <laughs> I don't think I think it would be technically Jalen Johnson, but let's just say for the sake of argument that it's a one for one swap. All right, so who do you want to be? You know, your top corner. <laughs> And then I'm thinking about it a little bit more. <laughs> you know, I mean, I, I think that I'm not necessarily someone that opposed them getting rid of Fuller, but you, you do have to put things in perspective. It's not all just about cap numbers and getting a technically good value pickup, which it is, but, you know, what exactly does that mean? See, if Jalen Johnson, here's the thing. If Jalen Johnson gets a, like, if he takes that step to be that true number one that we think he could be, then I think Desmond Trufant is a perfect fit because I think that getting the pressure off of him, having him play that number two role, it reminds me a lot of when we brought in Prince Amukamara back when, back, what was that now, like three or four years ago on that cheap yeah. one-year deal. Kind of like a veteran guy that, you know, he fits the scheme well, kind of tr- found a little bit of trouble after being kind of a number one guy previously in his career. Uh, and I think that Desmond Trufant is going to fill that role. And it's really going to be, I think this decision is going to be, is going to bank more on Jalen Johnson's development than it will on Desmond Trufant's play is how, how I'll it's leave a, it. It's a stopgap solution. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what it is. And I think it could be a high quality one. Finally, Let's go ahead and move on to our last segment then. Uh, we're going to be talking a little bit about the best free agents available for the Chicago Bears. Reese and I both have three. You know, there's not a whole bunch of fancy names out there to start off, but Reese, I will, uh, I'll, I'll hand you the mic. Yeah, so to start out with, you know, free agents, 
I think I'll just start with the, I guess, a little more unexciting stuff straight up with Mitchell Schwartz, um, the right former right tackle for the Kansas City Chiefs. Only played about six games last year, has had some injury issues. So that's kind of the ultimate caveat here when you're thinking about why wouldn't you want to pick him up. And I'd say, you know, maybe you're looking at probably about, you know, if he gets one to two years, you know, one year, maybe like 12 and a half to like 13 and two years, maybe getting like 24, 25 million. So not not the cheapest player out there. But, you know, if we're anticipating that he's playing at the caliber that we know he can play, then it would definitely be a, a great add along that offensive line to get a tackle mm-hmm. of his caliber in there. Someone that's done a lot of top work for Kansas City in the past. And, you know, we kind of saw how that all blew up when, uh, you know, they didn't have him and Fisher and when it mattered the most. Yeah. No, I, I think that Schwartz can definitely be a good option um, available there. I think that if you combine him, I, you know, I think that they will stick with the Fetty. Uh, for the time being, but I, it would be nice to see Schwartz take over that right tackle position, keep Effetti as kind of a swing tackle, and then at that left tackle position, maybe target someone in the draft to develop behind Charles Leno, um, and that could really transform the offensive line. How Do you know how old Schwartz is? He's getting close to 30, right? He's probably like 30. I don't have an exact age. One second, I can punch it in real quick. Yeah, let's see. I think he's probably like 30, 32 maybe. He is 31 years old. Okay. Yeah. So he's 31. Uh, you know, he's still young enough that he could have a couple years in the tank if he can get over this injury bug. Um, you know, the Bears, honestly, it's funny because comparing them back to where we were with John Fox, uh, our injury hist- our injuries are really not that bad anymore. Back when it was with John Fox, it was like the whole team got injured. And it was really due to the Bears' massive investment in not only their facility, but also changing out their training staff. And they went out and they found one of the best training staffs available. I think they actually, it was actually the training staff for Washington State. Um, and they just brought over almost the entire staff. And since then, we've done pretty well on injuries. So yeah, I would, I would be excited for Mitchell Schwartz. Yeah, and uh, the next player that I had was Antonio Brown. So a little bit of a, I guess, a controversial pick there. But I think someone (laughs) that he's not completely out of the game yet. And I I don't think that it would take all too much to bring someone like him in. A lot of teams really just kind of want to stay away from the headache. And and trust me, the Bears 100% probably would too. I don't think Mm -hmm. this is probably a very high likelihood. But I think it would certainly be something to consider because think about what he could bring to this Bears receiving core. I, I, you know, I guess Mooney maybe has a couple characteristics that are similar to him, but he'd really bring kind of just a whole new dynamic into how the Bears could approach the passing game in general. I agree, but I worry how he would be on a team that's, you know, heading into week three and, you know, maybe one and two. <laughs> like, once we once <laughs> things start looking bad, I'm going to be looking at Antonio Brown. Fair point. As someone that might lash out a little bit, especially after coming off of that Super Bowl run. I know that he ended up sticking with uh, the Buccaneers, uh, even though he had a couple stops at other locations. That didn't work out well. I remember, I'm pretty sure when he was with the Raiders, he got in like a massive fight because he refused to wear he only wanted to wear an old helmet and he like 
I can't remember the exact story, but he like essentially like spray painted his old Steelers helmet and try, tried to wear that one. So with Antonio <laughs> Brown, you definitely open yourselves up to a couple of headaches, as some might say. Um, and I just don't know if necessarily that'll be the right thing for where this franchise Probably is at not. right now. But you know, if hey, never know. hey, if he's still on the if he's still on the on the free agent market by week four rolls around and we're four and oh man, all right. You you convinced me I'm I'm ready to sign Antonio Brown to take us over the edge. Um but yeah, I'll here I'll give two of my first guys. Uh, I have Alejandro Villanueva. Uh you know He's a he's a above average left tackle uh, with the Steelers. He was last year. He's he's getting up there in age. He's probably like thirty two ish, um, but I think it could be a good change of scenery, uh, especially if you get rid of Massey or if you just add him in addition to Matt or not Massey. Geez, Charles Leno Jr. And if you throw Charles Leno Jr. over to that right tackle position, I think having two, you know, Charles Leno Jr. I think would be an above average. Uh, actually, I think he'd be a really good right tackle uh, just based on his skill set. And I think Alejandro Villanueva would be, again, above average left tackle. So that could completely remake the line, really give you strength on both edges. And then hopefully uh, we see, geez, I'm, I'm forgetting his name, but our, our new center uh, Mustafer, Mustafer. Yeah. Uh, hopefully we see him take a step forward as well. And then my second name was Didi Westbrook. Uh, you know, he's someone who, who I think he tore his Achilles. He had a pretty gruesome injury last year. Um, but in 2019, he was a, a good player. You know, he, he was a productive player and I think he's someone that could add some depth to this wide receiver core. Um, you know, maybe even fill in for, uh, Anthony Miller, geez, I forgot his name. Uh, Anthony yeah. Miller, uh, once I, you know, I think he's going to be traded. Maybe not at this point because doesn't seem like the Bears are probably getting too much interest in him. Uh, but it just, unfortunately, Anthony Miller has had a quick fall from fame. And I think a lot of it has to do with his discipline. And like a lot of people say that it's because he doesn't really grasp the playbook. And he kind of just kind of does his own thing out there on the field. <laughs> um, so, you know, sad to see yep. Anthony Miller fall from fame, but it seems like we're going to be searching for a replacement for him. Yeah, and with D.D. Westbrook, I think that he's someone that people forget kind of like how high a lot of people were when he first came out of college. And, you know, being on that Jacksonville team, like it kind of blows. You got to think about who's been trying to throw him the ball the whole time. Someone that, you know, even kind of like Allen Robinson, you know, you, you kind of expect him to just get better simply by getting out of that situation alone. So mm-hmm. I would certainly be more than happy with bringing in D.D. Westbrook. For Villanueva, I think that, you know, he would certainly be a step up. I think that, you know, kind of similar to – you know, what we were going about earlier, the age maybe is a little bit of a concern, but at the same time, sometimes offensive linemen, it's tough to really find a quality one that's not getting up there in age a little bit. Um, and the ones that aren't are usually paid very, very well. <laughs> so just something to keep in mind there. And then the last player that I want to wrap mine up with is Casey Hayward. Uh, I went back and forth on this one a little bit because I was like, I don't know, you know, for Desai's system, don't know if he's the perfect ad because he's not the most physical corner in the world, but someone that just has a natural ability to read the ball and read the quarterback's eyes. And I kind of just went with my gut instinct and be like, well, I feel like he's a good ad to almost any defense. And, you know, thinking about 
Trufant, you know, maybe if that doesn't work out too well, you know, you have someone like Jalen Johnson, who I does, I do think brings a certain sense of physicality. You know, he's not, still not the most physical corner, but you know, you have Eddie Jackson. You know, I, as far as our strong safety position, I mean, like Tashawn Gibson's technically a free agent, so I don't think the plan is really to bring him back. Doesn't seem like it right now, so we don't know who we'll have at that position, but. You know, a Casey Hayward, Jalen Johnson, you know, cornerback tandem doesn't sound too bad to me. Yeah, that that would definitely be nice. I think, you know, another guy you could potentially add is Richard Sherman. Um, I think he's still available, right? Yeah, he is. Yeah, I, I there were some rumors that he might return to Seattle, but uh, it appear, appears that that's not going to be the case. I think he'd also do a really good job with a Vic Fangio-type scheme. Um, and he, he doesn't seem like he's lost a step. I think that you could get him on a pretty good valuable contract and then, Hey, maybe you have Desmond Trufant as the primary backup or something like that. And you know, that's, that's another guy I throw out there. My last guy is Jadavian Clowney. Uh, I think Clowney has bounced around getting a couple one year deals, uh, every single year. And the main reason why I'm concerned with Jadavian Clowney about potentially bringing him in has less to do with what he could provide this year, more so what he could provide in future years. You know, he's 28, and guys like Khalil Mack, he's getting a little older, but more so Robert Quinn, he's not going to be here past next year, likely. So it might be good to get in a guy. I mean, we're going to have to see what type of contract he would take, but if he's willing to take something around $10 million, I think it would be, you know, really good. And I know a lot of fans are going to be excited about another defensive ad, but you know, getting a really good rotation could actually help this team play a little bit better. Um, you know, especially if we get a good quarterback, hopefully <laughs> for next year. Yeah. And adding to the rotation certainly would be good. I think we've been calling for Clowney so many times when he's been a free agent in the past, and he's never come here. So I really just don't think it's going to happen. Probably not, <laughs> but it's not a high likelihood at all. It would be a decent ad. I don't think I'd really be too as excited as you would be about it mm. to be a, completely honest yeah i would just so. hope that he would be able to develop a little bit more i guess when he comes here uh learn a little bit from i think Khalil that's Mack, been maybe. everyone's hope and he's just yeah. he's never delivered yeah he i mean he, i mean seattle traded picks for him i think they traded like a second or a third round pick for him and then let him go the following season so you're you're right with that and you kind of wonder with guys that bounce around but hey maybe you know as time keeps ticking his price is going to come down more and down more so you True. never know how low it can get yeah, no, that that's very true, and we'll kind of just just like everything else this offseason have to wait and see how it all plays out. It's really been an interesting and intriguing free agent market so far. Heading into the draft only really kind of spices things up, and yeah, I mean, I think we've already reiterated how excited we are to just keep covering this moving forward. Anything else you wanna? add in no i just want to say thank you guys so much thank you for leaving us continuous rating reviews if you guys are listening now especially i mean if you're listening to the end of our podcast that's amazing we appreciate you guys uh like (laughs) oh you yeah honestly i mean this is going on an hour and 18 minutes at this point uh so we really appreciate it please uh you know if you go on our youtube leave us comments on youtube please leave us a rating and review in the bottom of apple Podcasts. it literally helps us out so much it seems like we get an increase of like 10% viewership every time we get like uh, a, a new uh, review. So we'd really appreciate that. Um, and yeah, guys, just bear down. Let's let's hope that we can make something out of this draft and, uh, you know, have a good rest of your week and get ready for draft season.
Bear down. See you guys. See you.